Intercom wants more than nice people visiting your website to give you money. So they took that little chat bubble in the corner of a website and packed it with automatic meeting booking, data capture on leads, conversational bots, and more. Intercom user Elegant Themes added Intercom to their site and now converts 25% of leads through live chat. Go to intercom.com deals to jump on customer intent in the moment. Then see everything else Intercom can do. That's intercom.com deals. Hey, welcome back. It's time to pick up your board and jump out of that sea of ideas and see if we can't swim out and catch one of them. That big sales pipeline curling up over the horizon with the man who every year dresses up as Santa and rides a surfboard out into the sea of ideas here, Matt Hines. You know, I think in my <laughs> in my 24 years of life so yes. far, um, I don't think I've ever dressed up as Santa. I have dressed up as the Easter Bunny. I remember I was at a startup ah, once. See, I knew and, that. Uh, and I was an Easter Bunny. We were going around just passing out chocolate uh, during Easter weekend. Uh, well, I always love yeah, the people. I, I, I'm in SoCal. I'm in Southern California. There's always some idiot that goes out there in a full Santa outfit and decides to surf on uh, Christmas Day. And everybody takes a picture of it. It's always in the newspaper. Every year you can predict it. There's a surfing Santa here. So I thought maybe that was you because your wife is from you know northern she, San Diego County. She, <laughs> She is, and our guest today is from Santa Monica, so we yeah. might have to ask him. If kind of, same thing, yeah, exactly. Seen any 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 surfing Santas yet? We'll get to that. But first, thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Really enjoy having all of you here. Uh, if you have stumbled on us, upon us on the Funnel Media Radio Network, thanks very very much for listening to us. We are. We are here live every Thursday at 11.30 Pacific, 2.30 Eastern. So thank you for joining us during your workday. If you're joining us through the podcast, thank you very much for finding us. Uh, We are available everywhere. Fine podcasts are available. Uh, So thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. Uh, And uh, if you want to catch any of our past episodes, if you're new to Sales Pipeline Radio, want to see what we've been up to over the last couple hundred episodes you can check out every episode past present and future at salespipelineradio.com every week we're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in b2b sales and marketing today is absolutely no different very excited to have with us on the show today john ferrera he is the founder and ceo of nimble he is a legitimate uh, og in the crm space he was the founder of goldmine which anyone who's been doing selling for a while probably was directly using goldmine as one of the first crm systems they ever used uh so thank you very much john for joining us today you bet matt i'm uh, i'm excited to be here with uh with your you and your audience I think that uh, I think we're on this planet to help other people grow, and I think that's how we grow. So any opportunity I can uh, share a little bit of uh, gospel and wisdom is a good day. Well, I appreciate you joining, and I think that you know every time you and I get a chance to talk, I, I just learn a lot. I think from your from your experience, from your wisdom, and what you have seen in you know in the sales industry and in sales technology over the last several years. You know, not from during your goldmine days and now into your days with Nimble and the work you've done with Microsoft. What are some of the, the, the key highlights you would say are some of the so the bigger waves, so to speak, that have really had a, the, a big impact over the last 10 plus years that are impacting successful sellers today? Well, I, I think we might be going through a renaissance in relationships, Matt. I think that the, the, the more digital we get, the more human we need to be. And especially in this day and age of being overconnected and overcommunicated where uh, I don't even want to tell you the number of unread emails that I have in my inbox 
You know, more and more salespeople are turning to technology to try to bombard their customers and, and getting them to have a conversation. They think that the more human you are, the more you'll stand out, and that ultimately people buy from people that like, know, and trust. And so you have to build relationships to drive results. We went through an age of madman marketing that drove them into slick really salespeople who basically bagged them and tagged them in the enterprise Oracle days. And I think that we may be going uh, sort of through a, a, a renaissance where social media is increasing the transparency and expectations of the way that we work, play, buy, and sell. And I think that salespeople today need to adjust with it, to adjust to the modern buyer cycle. And ultimately, what they need to do is stand out as a trusted advisor so when their customers or their customers' influencers need their price and services, they not only pick up the phone and call them, but they drag their friends with them. I love it. And, and uh, Paul, you were just saying you know, before the show that you know, Goldmine is actually a sponsor on Funnel Media Radio Network, right? Yes, they are. They sponsored the show right before yours. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I remember ah. we... Uh, the legacy lives on here. Yeah, right. Goldmine's competitors go ahead, go ahead, John. don't exist anymore. <laughs> Goldmine's still there. It's <laughs> crazy. I mean, I, but I, I think you know, it's one of those things that I think we all take for granted now in sales and marketing that... That, uh, that we have a tool that can manage all of this. And I mean, before Goldmine, John, what was there? Was it, was it just index cards and post-it notes? I mean, how? how well, you how know, I, I, I think that having a, history of, having a history of CRM is an important thing to understand because if you know history, you can better understand the present and you could even predict the future. And so really uh, the idea of, of CRM or contact management, which is the roots of CRM, any good CRM should be a good contact manager, is the Rolodex. And the Rolodex was a place where you put business cards or you wrote down the business information off a card and you kept your contacts in your Rolodex. And that didn't have any flow to it. And ultimately, to follow up and follow through, you need a process. And so that evolved into like uh, three by five index card system. And what that was, was you put the phone, the name and title and company name of the person that you're contacting, you did a note on the call and you created a next step with a next step date, like a recall date. And you filed that card in that little metal box based on a recall date. And every week you basically pull out your cards and you make those calls. And that was SFA in its earliest phase. It was a system, it was a process. But it was still manual. And, you know, salespeople aren't good at, at writing things down or doing manual processes. And so in its earliest phases, there was a couple companies. Act was a plug-in to Symphony, which did tasks uh, to contacts in Symphony. And Telemagic was a DOS program that basically replicated the index card system, which is tasks and recall dates. But neither of them was a relationship manager that integrated email, contact, and calendar, and sales and market automation, not just for the salesperson, but for the whole team, because it takes a team to grow a business, and it's not just salespeople that touch the customer, and that was my vision, was to basically take the ideas of WordPerfect Office, which was network scheduling and email, to Snap, which was pipeline management, to um, uh, Telemagic and Act, and blend all that together into a network team relationship manager, just at the time that networks uh, were starting to flourish. And I think that that's what makes Goldmine different, was it wasn't a CRM designed for management, it was a relationship manager designed for the team members to work as a team together. And I think we lost that when Outlook came out and it became the contact manager, and then Siebel and therefore Salesforce came out, 
and became the system of record of reporting, I'll argue that CRM stands for customer reporting management, not customer relationship management. And what we miss from the act in the goldmine days was it was a relationship manager. And I think that that's really the heart of what Nimble is delivering to the market. Of course, it does CRM, but the reality is that the tools we use for conduct management, G Suite and Office 365, aren't good team relationship managers because every team member has a separate contact database and those contacts aren't connected to the email and calendar and let alone who they are and what they're about. You have to Google people before the meeting. And that's the heart of a team's relationship platform. And then in a business, contacts are separated in sales, marketing, customer service, and account applications. So you don't have a system or record of relationships like Goldmine delivered. And that's what Nimble's doing for the market today. It automatically builds your relationship platform for the team. And then it can either be your CRM or work with your CRM, which is why we're partnering with Microsoft to be the simple CRM, simple relationship platform on top of Office and the gateway to Microsoft's crown jewels, which is Power BI Flow, Power Apps, Azure, and Dynamics. Paul, you got a comment? I know I said a lot. I just, my eyes are, are wide open. I have never heard such a succinct, interesting, historical take on CRM, and I never heard anybody say, you know, what I've always thought, that the really, for most people, it's just customer reporting. They just want you to report who you called. It's not about building relationships, and I think that's the key difference there. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, the reason they call it Salesforce is for salespeople to use it. Nobody in their right mind would use a CRM if they weren't beat on to do it. And I know every CRM analyst and thought leader in the world, none of them use a CRM. And so the reality, though, is we all need a CRM. We need a personal CRM because your network and your brand are your network, and they're going to help you achieve your dreams in life and need to nurture your network. So today, your personal network is uh, Gmail and LinkedIn and maybe Twitter and maybe Facebook. But ultimately, it's siloed off contacts, and you don't do a good job of managing them, and LinkedIn's locked up your contacts. You can't even get them out. Export your LinkedIn. You don't get the email. You don't get the location. You don't get Jack. And so ultimately, you don't have a personal golden Rolex, and you should all do that. So anybody listening to this today, you should go sign up for Nimble and use it as your personal CRM and use it within whatever tools that your business forces you to use. It'll work within Salesforce. It'll work within Dynamics. It'll work within HubSpot, whatever you use, but you can take it with you where you go, and you're going to be hired for your brand new network at your next job. You're not going to work where you work in three to five years, probably more like two so start building your brand and your golden Rolex and, and, and nurture it and take it with you wherever you go. Well, and I want to take that even a step further. We've got John Ferreira on Sales Pipeline Radio today. He's the founder and CEO of Nimble. And, you know, it, I don't know a lot of people outside of sales that would use Salesforce.com or that maybe would even use uh, a goldmine back in the day. But I, I know a lot of people who are not in sales who are just building their networks that are, you know, thinking about themselves and how they sort of, you know, manage better relationships professionally that are happy Nimble customers because it's not just about selling. It's about keeping track of and maintaining the relationships that are important to you in a variety of contexts. Well, let's talk about our purpose in life, really, because that's what it really comes down to, Matt. I don't know if you're a spiritual guy, but I am. And, and, I, and I think that we're on this planet to grow our souls to help other people grow theirs. Ultimately, we're in, a, we're in a life of service. And the more people you help grow, the more you will grow. And I think that if we all came to every interaction with every human being with the desire to learn enough about them 
to find some way to blow wind in their sails, even if it meant giving them simply your presence and a smile, I think the world would be a better place and you'd be a better person. And I think that uh, sales has become a four-letter word and that uh, service is the new sales and that I think that if you come from an aspect of service, that you're here on this planet to grow and you grow best by helping other people grow, then you need a system and a process to do that. And, uh, and that's really Nimble's sort of higher purpose, if you will. So Nimble isn't there to help you bag and tag as many people so you can take as much from this world as you can, because I think that you're here to give and to give and to give. And if you do, the world will unfold for you. I love it. we got to take a quick break, pay some bills. We will be back with much more with John Ferrer here on Sales Pipeline Radio. I want to talk about uh, sort of how to adequately think about technology as a system and then the story and the relationship behind it. We're going to talk a little bit about the old world social selling. we got much more. We'll be right back on Sales Pipeline Radio. What does insight-driven messaging look like for sales? Like a whole lot more deals. Fast. Jump on high-intent leads in the moment with Intercom, the business messenger that extends the reach of your team 24-7. Intercom creates more opportunities for you by booking meetings and collecting data from leads automatically. Take Intercom user Elegant Themes. They now convert 25% of leads through Intercom's messenger. Deals don't wait. Get them with Intercom. Go to intercom.com slash deals. That's intercom.com slash deals. All right, let's pick up this uh, really interesting historical and uh, philosophical debate on something that we take for granted here, CRM. And before you jump in, Matt, can I make another comment about your guest here? Yeah, of course. We test uh, the mic before the show here when I call them up, and most people go one, two, three, four, five. Your guest started rattling off uh, Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Now, why would I know that? Because I'm a history major from the University of Michigan, and I specialized in American history. And so I smiled. I said, you know, how many would remember we're doing this in the first week of December? The Gettysburg Address was given in November 19th, 1863, 271 words written on the back of an uh, envelope. And it wasn't even the primary speech that day. The main speaker went on for two and a half hours. Nobody remembers his name or a word he said. <laughs> <laughs> but to this day, so I mean, we're, this guy has definitely got a historical perspective on the world here. Anybody who starts by quoting the Gettysburg Address and then in five minutes gives us the history of CRM like I've never heard it before here. Oh, my gosh. Paul, you have no idea, right? I mean, this, you, know, you, you never know what you're going to get here on Sales Pipeline Radio. We talk <laughs> about sports. We quote Hemingway. Yes, we right. Guests who are who are who are reciting historically literate. Yes, yeah, right. And in a CRM conversation, we're starting to talk about spirituality. I mean, it's one of the many reasons exactly. why I just love I love spending to spend time with John Ferreira. He's our guest today on Sales Pipeline Radio. Talking about, well, as you can tell, a wide variety of things. And, you know, before the break, John, I sort of mentioned the idea that like, I think we get so enamored with the technology and the tools that we have around us that we can sometimes forget, like, what they're for. And they're not there to, to for to, for us to get better using technology. They're there to sort of foster and enable conversations and stories and the relationships around us. How do you think about the interconnectivity and the balance between the tools and the story and the relationships. You know, in the old days, when I used to teach salespeople, I used to teach people, when you go in somebody's office, look at the walls, look at the books they read, the degree of the school they went to, the knickknacks they collect. They all give you a clue into who this person is and also what you have in common with them. And I think it's the five F's of life of how we connect, family, friends, food, friends, and fellowship. 
You know, Matt, you and I stay connected, not because we're both bot leaders in sales and marketing, but because we love barbecue in our family, right? And we connect right. on those areas of commonality. And if you build uh, commonality bridges, then you develop intimacy and trust, which you get somebody to open up to you about their business issues, which is a professional you can then solve. In addition, when the inevitable bumps happen in business, what they do, pricing, delivery, whatever it is, you could ride through them because of the relationship, you're going to get a second chance. Now, today, you could do that digitally, and how does that all work? So market automation is basically a tool that you take an eyeball and you put it in it, and you basically do lead nurture until it's market qualified. Think of that as a bomber flying over the battlefield. And so basically, the market automation system softens up the field. But for you to win a war, you need to put boots on the ground. That's salespeople. Now, those salespeople are never going to be given uh, the controls to the bomber, the market automation system. They need a map and a rifle. That's sales intelligence and, uh, and sales enablement templated email tracking. And so today, it's not enough to buy a CRM. You have to basically go out and buy a stack of technology, which includes at least two other things, sales intelligence and uh, sales enablement software. So that could be linked to Sales Navigator, Discover Org for sales intelligence, and it could be uh, Sales Loft and uh, Outreach IO for uh, engagement, templated email tracking. When you add all the costs of these systems up, you're talking about hundreds of dollars per rep, and the reps don't even use this stuff. They have to hire a sales administrator to run it. And then ultimately they rely on that stuff and they basically dehumanize the interaction and the connection. And sometimes I think you just pick up the phone and you call somebody and you immediately let them know how you might add value because you've done your homework. You know who they are. You know what their business is about. And you get to the point quick enough where you are actually there to serve them. And they sense that and you get sales. So my advice to modern salespeople is don't get caught up in technology. Don't basically rely on automation. Humanize yourself. Stand out from the crowd. Send handwritten letters. Pick up the phone. Meet people face-to-face. And connect on the five apps of life. And as an extension of that theme, you know, I mentioned also the, the concept of social selling before the break. And you know, I think a couple of years ago, it was hard to get into a sales conversation or a sales conference and not have social selling be a prominent point of discussion. It's been a long time here at the end of 2019 since I've heard that term. For a while, I kind of thought social selling might reach a point of maturity when we just thought of it as part of selling, and maybe that's happened now. And I know that you know you were a strong voice uh, through a lot of those uh, campaigns and efforts as well. What's your perception of where we are with sort of hashtag social selling and what it's become today? Sure. So if you think about technology, when it becomes ubiquitous, it disappears. Do you remember when we had dial-up modems and something called the Internet and companies were called eToys and iContact and everything was E&I? Oh, yeah. And now we, we, we don't think about it. Like when you turn your plumbing on in your house, do you think about the recirculation pipes and the boilers and all that? You don't. You just see the water turn on. Today, the Internet is just accepted. It's there. Same thing with social. So 10 years ago when social came out, it was social selling, social serum, social marketing, and blah, blah, blah. And today it's ubiquitous, right? It's just the way that we connect and communicate. And I think we're just getting back to the basics. But if you think about it, all the teachings of social serum and social selling was just the same stuff that Zig Ziglar and Dale Carnegie and Napoleon Hill taught back in the early days with the word social on top of it. So all the ideas aren't new. They're just built on the giants. And it's the basics that win the games. And the basics is connecting to other human beings and uh, understanding their pain and solving that in an effective way at scale with the intent not to make money off them, but basically to help them grow, even if it means 
recommending a competitor. And so I think that social selling has kind of uh, disappeared. You know, some people call it modern selling, but ultimately, Matt, it's, it's selling. Yeah, I agree. We just got a couple more minutes here to wrap up with John Ferreira. Uh, definitely go check out Nimble, uh, whether you're in sales or you're marketing, or if you're just honestly, if you're a professional that just wants to better, keep, you know, keep in touch with your network and build and foster relationships. I highly recommend it. John, last question for you, I think today is something we ask a lot of our guests just to share some people that have been inspirational for you that have through your career been people you have learned from. They could be authors, professors, former managers, former colleagues, um, just, you know, a couple people that maybe stand out to you as particularly influential that you've learned a lot from, you might recommend other people check out as well. Well, I want to tell you a story. My dad was the number one Lincoln Mercury guy in the 50s and had the first Subaru dealership in California in the 70s. And I never wanted to be my dad. I never wanted to be in sales. He was a car salesman. I mean, even though he's owned dealerships, he was a car salesman. And I did everything I could to not be him. I basically wanted to be an astronaut because I grew up with uh, the Apollo and the Gemini and the Mercury program. And so I, I emulated my uncle who helped invent radar and microwave at MIT in the season was president of IEEE and had his own aerospace company. But the funny thing is, in the pursuit of my computer science degree, I, uh, I worked at a computer land store and uh, it did really well in sales, but I still didn't want to do it. So I went to work at Hughes Space and Com and, and then a startup called Banyan. And in the process of that, I invented CRM and, uh, and contact management because they put me in sales and I needed a tool. And so I have to thank my dad. I have to thank my uncle. And, and beyond that, I want to thank people like you, Matt, because the reason we're having this conversation is I get out there in the river on a daily basis, the social river, the business river, whatever, because you've got to connect and communicate to learn and grow. And I find people that resonate with me. And, Matt, you have resonated with me, not just because you know your stuff and you're smart, but because you're a human being. And I love that human being. I love that family man. I love that real person. And I think that's why we connect so deeply. And so it's people like you who inspire me on a daily basis. Oh, my goodness. Well, I appreciate that very much. And, you know, this uh, I knew this conversation was going to go way beyond CRM and technology. And I appreciate everything you've been able to share here. Always goes too fast, Paul, on this episode. But this one in particular, I feel like we could have kept going for quite a while. But I know you got more people coming up, uh, more shows you got to put on here. So I appreciate Matt, everyone I wanna, joining us I today. We will, with go ahead. If you try Nimble out and you like it, use the code JOHN40, J-O-N-4-0. Uh, when you sign up, it'll save you 40% off your first three months. And please connect with me and let me know how I can help you grow. Just Google me, J-O-N-F-E-R-R-A-R-A. Thanks. Awesome. We will put those links in the show notes. And again, if you want to check out Nimble, that, that code is J-O-N-4-0. And uh, you get a pretty good discount on getting the product. I highly recommend checking it out. Well, we're out of time today. If you like this episode and you want to share some of these thoughts uh, from John Furrier with some of your colleagues and friends, uh, this episode will be up on salespipelineradio.com in just a couple of days, and we will have an edited uh, summary uh, highlights from this conversation up at HeinzMarketing.com on our blog in, in about a week. And until next week, where we'll be back talking more about Sales Pipeline. For my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio right here on the Funnel Radio Network for at-work listeners like you.